Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of So What Else? I'm your host, Caitlin. Today, I got to sit down with a new friend named Megan Faulkner. We were introduced by a mutual friend and she said, oh, you should have Megan on your show. She's so awesome. You'll love her. And let me tell you, I love her. She was so fun to talk to. She's funny. She's engaging. You are going to love this conversation. We talk about a million things. We go all over the place, but then we get to talking about her brand new book that just came out into the world about a month ago, Happily Ever After All. It's about being single and just a lot of stuff about that, how to build community, how to just navigate through that. But it's not just for single people, okay? I got so much out of this interview and I've been married for 10 years, but it just helped me so much to like understand my single friends better and to just like totally get a new perspective. It was a really, really great conversation. So if you're single, if you're not, this conversation is for you. So stay tuned. Megan, welcome to So What Else? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I'm very excited. We had just had minor technical difficulties, but we worked them out. We're smart enough to work them out. We can We're amazing. Out. We are yeah. amazing. <laughs> I'm really glad that this is actually happening because I was scared over the weekend. I thought I might have to cancel because my oldest started puking violently. No. And I was for sure like, oh, we're all going down. Like, I'm going to absolutely, like, I had completely resigned myself. Like, I'm going yeah, to be I'm puking. in the bed. Yeah, right. like, all day Monday. I'm just, like, mm-hmm. mentally preparing myself for that. Like, it was honestly worst case scenario in the sense that we were at a friend's house having dinner. She mm-hmm. vomited her entire dinner all over their floor. Thank God, not their couch or their rug. Because <laughs> then I would have been, like... Now I have to get you new upholstery. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but she, so she puked once though. And I'm sorry if this is gross to people. Just, it, we're going to talk about puke for like literally 60 seconds and yeah. whatever. Fast it's a part of life, everybody. Really, exactly. Puke is a part of life. But it was so strange because she had literally asked for two helpings of dinner. So I was like, I don't think she's sick. I have a feeling, like I thought maybe she has a little runny nose. Maybe she had some post nasal drip. Maybe she coughed. And like, yeah. like, I was just kind of like, there's no way she's sick. Right. So we stayed and went on with our lives. And then she puked again, like 30 <laughs> minutes later. And we were like, we should oh, we're going to go. We're going to go. Sorry about that. <laughs> Our drive home puked the whole way home. No. Terrible. Terrible. Like, and like, listen, like she's six. I actually was like, oh, I'm like witnessing her have a faith crisis, like right before my very eyes, because like she was literally like, this is so sad. She was like, she was praying like, God, please, please make me stop puking. And then she would puke again. And she was like, why won't he make it stop? Does he not hear me? Yeah, like she was like, mom. And I was like, well, you got to get all the bad stuff out. You got to get all the It was so sad. I was like, she's going to cite this later as an adult. Like, and that's when I really started questioning my faith when I was six. Yeah, at 23 when she goes to therapy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so sad. Oh my gosh. So is she better? She's totally fine. So this is what's insane. Okay, so she puked the like at their house the whole drive home the whole night. Praise God for my my husband did the whole night because we have also a ten week old. So he was right. like, "Look, you got to take the baby because she's still waking up to eat in the night. Fine, mm-hmm. whatever." 
And then we also have another one in the middle too, but she, whatever. <laughs> she I'm was the middle fine. child. We're fine. Yeah, exactly. She was fine. She was, she was, de- she was dealing with her life. Yeah. So the middle one was fine. The baby's up to eat. Jace is puking. So like Scott was like, I'll take Jace. You take the baby, whatever. Yeah. We divide and conquer. Exactly. So she yeah. puked the whole night, but then all day yesterday she was fine. And last night and today, I kept her home today just in case, like yeah. from school, but she's completely fine. But like, listen, I am not, I would not consider myself like a very crunchy person. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah, 100%. Do you use that term? Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, like natural, holistic, whatever. Yeah. I'm not against it. I just, right. I'm too lazy, I think. You, whatever. I just, I go to the doctor. It's I don't not know. your lifestyle. Right. Exactly. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So I have a lot of friends that are very holistic and crunchy, which I totally support them. And I benefit from their lifestyle because I will steal some hacks from them. Absolutely. And one hack that my friend told me is that you should take activated charcoal. Charcoal, yeah, it cleanses the stomach. Yo, so like literally as soon as she started puking, I was like, Scott, here's two for you. Here's two for me. Yeah. I broke one into applesauce for my four-year-old. Yeah. She ate She ate black applesauce. She didn't yeah. even care because it didn't change the flavor. It doesn't change, it has no flavor. I... Yeah. I really think it protected. And the family whose house we were at, they all took it like crazy. Yeah. No one else puked. Yeah, it just kind of cleanses. It's what they give um, people who have to get their stomach pumped for right. alcohol in the hospital. Yeah. I really, I, yeah. I'm putting all of my mm-hmm. hopes and dreams in that from now on. Yeah. Like, yeah. we it's will not leave home go. without it. No, you can't. You can't. You have to keep it with you. Ama- yeah. Like I even think for people who travel and have a sensitive stomach, like 100%. should they take it? Yeah, a hundred percent. Listen, I'm not a doctor, so I don't want somebody to come back. Exactly. Like, oh my gosh, Megan, tell me. Actually, yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> but yes, from personal experience, I'm just going to speak from my personal experience. Totally. A hundred percent. I travel with it. I love it. It's a game changer. And it's like, so smart. What's it going to do for you? Anything good? Like, who cares? If exactly. You're putting it's not a plant hurt. in your body. Who cares if you're putting it? Right. Exactly. It doesn't exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's Might like, well it's not going it. to hurt. No. It's not. And look, none of the rest of my family or yeah. the other people's family puked. And yeah. I, that's crazy because the stomach virus is very contagious. Oh, the puking. Once someone pukes, you assume you everyone's know. puking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And especially with children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're good about like, Right. Not, like, I'm sure they probably were like sharing a cup or something. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, 100%. Like, they're in each other's like faces. Exactly. They're licking the same candy. Totally. So yeah. I'm like, the fact that this did not spread. I mean, just watch. Like, the moment we get off of this, I'm going to like start puking. Or no, something. don't claim but, that. No. Yeah, no, 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 no. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Protection. Worked. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I really am a changed person, though, because it's funny, though, because thank you, God, we haven't had the stomach bug in our house for very, very long. So I've known of this activated charcoal hack for a long time, but have never gotten to actually put it to the test. And And now now tested to the test and approved a hundred percent. Just like kicks kid tested, mother approved. Totally. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I feel it's amazing. I feel like I've opened up a whole new world and we don't have to be as scared anymore. You don't have to be scared. You can live (laughs) free with activated charcoal. Exactly. We should have a a sponsorship for this moment. Honestly, I'm going to, I should email them. They're going to be like, hello, we don't, we're like a a natural, like a current thing. We don't really. (laughs) I'm like, hi, you're welcome. I got a lot of people started on your, on your product. We're very influential over here. Thank you. But honestly, the charcoal and the Lord 
protected us. Thank you. Always. Thank you. Always. Thank you. And what so a dream I'm here. team. Such a dream team. <laughs> so we're here and we're talking. And the reason I've been so excited for this is because you are a friend of my friend, yeah. Amanda. And yeah. anybody that she tells me that I'm going to like, I believe her and I take her word for it. A friend of hers is a yeah. friend of mine. And same. so I already feel such good vibes. Yeah, I I feel the same way about Amanda. If she says like, do this thing, I'm going to do it. Absolutely. If she says like, read this thing, watch this thing, listen to this thing, or like come with me here, I will 100% of the time participate. I just trust her with my life. Absolutely. Like she, yeah. and I feel like we align with, like she's like, I loved this book series. I read it. Yeah. I love it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, Same. it all works. She and I, yeah. it was like love at first sight. We met way, like I was in college. Yeah, I was in college. Okay. She was, I think maybe just graduated or something. I think she was like okay. a new teacher or maybe okay. student teaching. But okay. it was like love at first sight. We just like, we just, knew, we got each other immediately. Did you meet teaching? No. So we met through church, through like a Bible study or something. She was coming as somebody's friend and blah, blah, and then whatever. And then we were both teaching and here we Mm -hmm. are. And we were like youth leaders for a little while together, Mm -hmm. which I know that you are like a youth leader. That is your job. But Mm -hmm. see, we, you would have killed us if we came on this trip with you because no, literally Amanda and I did. We What's the word I'm looking for? Chaperones. We were like two chaperones on this missions trip to Arizona one summer. And like the actual guy in charge wanted to like kill us. He was like, you guys are the worst youth leaders ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, um, I don't think that's true. I think anyone willing is a good youth leader. I love that because you're right. Who wants to go with a bunch of children to the reservation in Arizona? Right. I took Amanda. Amanda came with, I didn't take her. She, came with us and served on a trip with our high schoolers in Nashville. And I maybe have a different brand of youth ministry. So I'm not like, um, as strict, I think is the right word. Like I love giving our students a ton of freedom and I love love giving them a lot of responsibility. And then there's like this, uh, there's a lot of trust. I've also served in that same position for 15 years. So I feel like there's this, this kind of reputation of trust that happens just because of tenure. And, we, yeah, we just, our team has just a little bit different philosophy than like mainstream kind of youth ministry, a little bit different, longer leash, a lot of trust. And like, if they're like, can we walk to the Seven Eleven? The first time I say, yeah. And if something happens, right. then second time is a no, you know, like, totally. but I'm, I'm 92% of the time going to say yes, because they're teenagers and, yeah. and I'm never going to put them in an environment that is specifically unsafe, mm-hmm. you know, I can't control totally. everything, but if you want to walk down the street to the Seven Eleven, who am I to tell you now? Like, yeah, go get yourself a, whatever you need, you feel you need to get and come back. Totally. But she came with us and she was awesome. So, oh, good job. Maybe- so she redeemed herself. Good job, Amanda. <laughs> she did. She's, she's totally redeemed. <laughs> we were idiots. No, like we actually sucked on that trip, but it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. She redeemed herself. It's fine. You didn't suck. Guaranteed. You're- Okay. I love that. And listen, 15 years in youth ministry. Yeah. God bless you. A round of applause for you. No, thank you. Yeah. It's a miracle that I don't have gray hair. I don't, I think it's just good genetics. Like, thank you, mom. But yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. It is long obedience in the same direction because holy <sighs> smokes. But I love Absolutely. Gen Z. This is my favorite generation of oh. to date. They're so fun. So it's a, it's a good time to be in youth ministry for sure. 
I like that. Okay, Gen Z. I think my youngest sister is technically falls in the Gen Z and I enjoy her. How old is she? 24. That's too old. Is it too old? She's the very beginning. She's cuspy. She's cuspy. Cuspy. Yeah, she could be Gen Z or really young millennial, but- Okay, yeah. Gen Z-ish for sure. They're fun. They're so fun. Oh yeah, totally. And -hmm. just like their style is so funky and cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're culture creators. So like if they do something that they like and it doesn't exist, they like make it exist and everybody then likes it. It's so there's so much co-signing. So I agree. Yeah. It's I really do love that. But yeah, yeah, my husband was in youth ministry for a while and he's Mm -hmm. like, he says two things. He could never still be doing it. He was like, Mm -hmm. it's so flipping exhausting. Like it's exhausting. It's like usually a short-term type of thing. But Mm -hmm. two, he thinks that everybody that's in ministry should have to serve with the youth for some period of time. Because it gets you into the culture of the church of what Mm -hmm. you're doing. Like there's something about the youth. Yeah. And um, they're going to be 100% honest all the time, specifically this generation. We had a guest come last week to our like big night. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a trustee who's writing a new security plan for us, but he didn't know what we did in that time. So he was like, I got to show up because how am I writing a plan that I know nothing? I don't even know what you're doing. So I was like, yeah, come, come, come. So he came at the end. He goes, Two things. I was like, oh God. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm like bracing myself, yeah. you know, I'm like starting the twitch. And he was like, number one, I'm exhausted. I mean, we, we're there 75 minutes. I'm like, try this nine times a week. Like, this Yikes. is exhausting. He's like, yes. I'm exhausted. And he goes, and number two, this is the best thing we do. Um, and I was like, that's right. Yes. No, so it it's was so fun. true. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was a very validating moment for me. 15 years later, I was like, okay, finally. We've to- totally we've, we have arrived. <laughs> it's so it's so cool. I mean, youth group changes lives. Like mm-hmm. 100%. I mm-hmm. 100% believe that. Like my husband still has relationships with the kids that were in his youth yeah. group literally 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like I'm so I'm back. Okay, so grew up in Jersey, moved to Colorado for a while, came back. Now I'm back going to the church that I grew up at where my dad's the pastor, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But the associate pastor right now, Peter, Pastor Peter. See, it's like weird for me to call him that because we were in youth group together. That was his first like Aww. entryway into church. Like, you know what I mean? It's like someone yeah. invited him to youth group. He went to youth group and now he's a pastor here at this church. You know what yeah, I mean? And he's it's serving. Like, yeah, I love it. Very cool. I love That's youth cool. group. Yeah, me too. Mostly. Most days. Well, yeah. I mean, it's also psychotic. So yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just live in it. So, I mean, you're a Jersey girl. Okay. So kind of, but no, but yes. I grew up in Delaware um, in a Mm. tiny farming community on the Chesapeake Bay on the Western side of Delaware and uh, was there for 17 years and then went to college in Philly and then came here I got an internship um, at the place where I'm serving, and then they hired me full time after college. So oh, okay. I'm, so I'm really like a little country, little small town Delaware situation. Wow. Okay. So I'm actually surprised because I've been listening to your podcast and I was like, she sounds so Jersey to me because like the way you say married, that's married. how I say it, married. But like my husband yeah. would say like married, which I, that like, yeah. It's it's <laughs> happening to me. And every time that I go visit family or something, someone inevitably makes a comment about yeah. how I speak. 
but it's 15 years immersed in the same culture. Like, what am I supposed to do? I don't do the hard Jersey. Like I don't do the coffee. Like that's not a part of who I am yet. Um, But I'm I'm open to it. Whatever happened. Uh, Oh my gosh. I was interviewing someone like a few months ago and he was like, did you just say embarrassed? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, you're that's so Jersey. Like the yeah. rest of the world says embarrassed. I'm like, yeah, oh, embarrassed. It's spelled with yeah. an A. A-R. Embarrassed. embarrassed. Now, I get the most smoke for this at in student ministry. My students, if I've spent extended time in Delaware with my family mm. and then come back and hang out with my students. They roast me on how I talk. They, you're so country all of a sudden. Ah. What happened? You're dropping your vowels. You don't say O's correctly. They oh go my through gosh. this like whole. And I'm always like, I don't, I'm just a chameleon. I'm just going to You know what? Like, exactly. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Totally. But married, it, it, that is one that has. Married. I stuck. love it though. I'm happy that you say <laughs> that word specifically, Jersey, because it will get to it. It's very. It relates to your book that you just released. So you yeah. say the word a lot. So I think it's I great that you are like representing Jersey out <laughs> in the world. I love Trying that. to make it a, a nice name for us. Now, do you identify as South Jer- as being in South Jersey? Or that's a whole thing? Caitlin. Central? No. <laughs> yeah. Central is what Central. I like to say. I actually just say my county. Like I'm always like, I live in Monmouth County. Okay, yeah. Which and is people- really down the shore. It is. I live, I can see the ocean from my porch. So yeah. So you really identify as being down the shore. I'm just a beach girl. Yeah. 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 And here, like, so visitors say down the shore, we say we live at the beach. Oh. We we use the word beach. Locals are beach, beach, beach. Visitors say shore. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's like a tidbit I didn't even realize, really know. Yeah, there's people who say like, we have a house down the shore. Yeah, but that's because that's their other house. Correct. We only have one home. (laughs) (laughs) Us peasants. Us peasants (laughs) live here in Monmouth County where the cost of living is an unbelievable high rate. Uh, We say we live at the beach or we have a house at the beach or I live, you know, two blocks from from the, the beach. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You learn something new every day. I live the beach in Monmouth County. I would identify as Central Jersey, but many debates on the topic. Sure. Not eternal. So I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) fine. You know what? You're completely right. You're completely right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. So we know that you're a youth leader. Mm -hmm. I just spilled it that you wrote a book. I did. Who are you? Give a little intro. Who are you? Well, um, on October 31st, 19th, no, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) I am a sister. I'm the middle child and the only girl, which is actually pretty influential in my story because it kind of set me up for a lot of things. I just told my boss last week, he thought he said something that offended me that I did not take like anywhere near offensive. You're like, yo. Yeah. And he like circled back and was like, I'm so sorry that I shouldn't have said that, blah, blah, blah. I want to make sure that we're good. And I was like, wait, what did you say? Because I completely (laughs) forgotten about this conversation. I'm a middle child. I was beat up. Yeah. And I said, I'm the middle child and the only girl. And that's just something that you need to not forget. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to be at the core of who I am. Absolutely. Yeah. So middle child, only girl, grew up in Delaware. We touched on that. Went to school in Philly, full-time youth worker in New Jersey. I have a podcast called Wife Me Up, um, where we just host women who are living on purpose and kind of elevate those voices in the world. 
Um, I wrote a book, which today is Mon- Monday, the May 1st. 1st. Is that yes. cool? So it releases on Friday in the world. So just a few days. Um, so yeah, now I can say I'm a published author. I'm a writer. Amazing. And yeah, I spend most of my time at the beach. Um, or I really love the sport of triathlon. So I swim, bike, and run a lot. Actually, I oh hate my running. Gosh. I suffer through the running. That's okay. the absolute truth. But I love the totality of triathlon. So mm. I spend a lot of time in that community and I love entertaining people, having people in my home. And that's pretty much like the essence of who I am. I yeah. love that. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I have so many questions. First of all, okay. triathlon. What? Yeah. So fun. Do you, you compete? No. Have I done one? I've, do I don't it. even know that I've done a 5k. I'm not okay, even well, sure that start, that's... Take a walk. Oh my goodness. So like, how do you get into triathloning? My friend, so triathlon is actually a big sport here, which is really oh, interesting. Because you're near the water. Because we're near the water, right? So it's a ton of swimmers. So I'm on a like an, a, a master swim team um, with like 200 people, and I swim a couple mornings a week. And then my friend and I were swimming, and she was like, "I'm going to sign up for this triathlon." And she had lived in Colorado actually, oh. and gotten into try out there. She came back home where she lives here in Monmouth County. And she did one and I went to watch it and I cried the entire time. <laughs> it was so beautiful. It oh was like my this gosh. all women's event. And it was like all sorts of women, young, yeah. old, every color, every body shape. There's like women with um, prosthetic legs or prosthetic Aww. arms or like pushing their special needs children in strollers. And the entire time I was like, this is so inspiring. I yeah. couldn't even go home and be the same. Like, I don't know how I would see that and not do something. So I came home that day and I was like, I'm going to sign up for a triathlon. So I registered for one the next year. And then I just started like swimming and biking and running and did my first triathlon. did an Iron Girl on um, Sandy Hook National Park, which was oh, super wow. fun to race in the National Park. Yeah. Did that. Then my second triathlon, I got in a bike crash and broke my collarbone. So that oh. was not exciting. And then I came back from that and I was like, I have to redeem this. Like I would have finished this race oh. had I not done that. So I decided right then that I was going to sign up for the next one. So I did and did that. And now it's just like this community of women. I have a couple of good friends now. We're doing a couple this summer in Philly, um, here, maybe one in Delaware, one in New Jersey. And yeah, it's just super fun. It's just a fun way to stay motivated, keep moving and be like in a community of like-minded people who are just like, let's accomplish something. That's really cool. I mean, that I feel inspired listening to you say that. Yeah, you got to watch these. Listen, watch finish line videos of triathlon, okay. women's triathlon, and then you're never going to be this. You're just going to cry. Oh my gosh, like, I love that. Sign me up for a swim clinic. It's oh, fine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm like not a very good swimmer, to be honest with you. But you well, know yet, what? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. But breaking your collarbone. Ooh, oh, that I've heard horrendous. that's like a horrendous injury to have. I thought I like busted my shoulder because my yeah. shoulder was the thing that was like pulsating. Yeah. And so I was like, I definitely like, I flew like off my bike onto the pavement and I was like, Oh shit, I got a concussion, like all this oh. stuff, like a little hairline thing in my pelvis. It was, I was Oh my gosh. But this, I was like my shoulder for sure. I kept being like my shoulder, my shoulder. And they were like, it's your collarbone. I was like, no, it's my shoulder. They're like, no, 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 no. 
it's your collarbone. Like they could see. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I was just like in a little sling, like chilling. Yikes. That's horrible. Eight weeks or something. Yeah. But I've redeemed myself and had no uh, crashes since then. So Okay, good. Good for you for not letting it scare you off. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm not that girl. Good for you. So your podcast, Wife Me Up. Wife Me Up. Tell me, what does that mean? Um, so this is really funny. I, I love having people at my house. I love practicing hospitality. There's very rarely a moment that I want to be alone in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm super I am the same. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, come in, like get cling to me. Let's like, I just, I totally. like it. And I like when people feel really comfortable to just be themselves around me or in mm-hmm. my home. It, there's like no better feeling to me. So I, it was p- pandemic summer 2020 and mm-hmm. people weren't really seeing each other, but we were here because so much of our life is outside. Totally. And it was very natural for us to still see people and hang out with people and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would start hanging out with little groups of people, having them over for charcuterie on my porch because my porch yeah. had got them. So I'd be like, come over and have charcuterie. And I got really good. This is like the stupidest hobby, but there's nothing else to do. I got really good at like designing charcuterie. That's not and a dumb so- hobby. That is like a calling. I <laughs> love, I could do, I love charcuterie. Yeah. It takes me like an hour. I'm very slow, I but it's going to be pretty at the end. Yes. And I like it. So I started doing this designing it. People would come over and I was having, um, you know, like wine and cheese with some friends one night. And this girl was like, Megan, like, I don't, I don't understand why like men are not flocking to this porch right now. And I'm like, I know this is like, unbelievable. I was single at the time. I'm like, I know like, this is like, this is really crazy. Like, mm. I don't understand why there's not a line of men who want to eat this cheese and drink this wine and hang out with me. I don't exactly. Get yeah. Like, come on. So I posted it on my Instagram in a story with the caption, like wife me up. And then I was like, Love I said it. what I said. Like the yes. porch is open, gentlemen. And it got so many responses. <laughs> People were just like, that is the funniest. You're just like putting it out there. I'm like, yes. well, what I want. Like, I want to be somebody's wife. Yes. So um, then I kept making charcuterie. I kept posting it. And eventually someone was like, you need to do something like with this brand. Like, I'm telling you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of story replies on this thing. Oh my but gosh. But we also weren't doing anything then. Totally. You know? Like yeah. we're on Instagram 23 hours a day because <laughs> what else are we doing? Yeah. So I was like, all right. So it was November of 2020 and I was like, I'm just going to call it Wife Me Up and then elevate women's voices, like interview women. And yeah. whether they're married or single or dating, engaged, enraged, that's like our whole thing. I love it. And um, yeah, so it kind of, it, but it blew up from there. Yeah. And I think it was like, I hit the podcast world, the sweet spot yeah. of like, let's get in this thing before everybody gets in this thing. Yep. And I got a lot of followers pretty early who have been consistent mm-hmm. with me and we've grown. So we have like 10,000 listeners now. Oh, it's amazing. The show. And I think the title is confusing enough and intriguing enough that people are like, what is this? I think so too. I really yeah. do. Like, I think people are probably like, what am I about to listen to? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they like give you enough listen time, right? Like they're like, yes. and I just try to like be really blunt from the beginning. Like, this is who we are. This is yeah. what we do. And let's have a conversation. And so, yeah, it's been really, it's like one of the biggest surprises of my life, to be honest. But That's so awesome. It's fun, right? Like podcasting is fun. I like it's it. It's so fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I always say it is like, 
the most fun thing I do in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even right now, like I just had a baby. And so it's like, yeah. I'm giving myself a little bit of a break, but I don't want to just be like, I just can't, you know what? I'm not going to do it in this yeah. season because I just don't have time. I really want to make time because it yeah. is something that really is good for me. Like yeah. it's so fun. Yeah. And think of all the people we get to connect with. Wait. Yeah. Yes. I have to talk to you about this. Ooh. Eddie Koffel. <laughs> Okay. I love him. Oh my him. gosh. I'm so glad you love him because it's very niche. There's a lot. Oh. I'm like, oh my gosh, guess what? I'm having Eddie Koffeltz on my podcast and people are like, who is that? I'm like, no, come on. But no. see, you're a niche fan base. I love him. I love what he stands for. I love how he communicates. I love Annie and Eddie keep talking. I oh found my him gosh, Annie, I know. Obviously, yes, right? obviously. Like, like any good millennial girl, mm-hmm. find him through Annie. And then I was like, oh, he has his own show. Yes. And I've like watched as that transform. I, I just really appreciate his person. And then when I was looking at your podcast after yeah. we first connected, I was like, I'm sorry. Uh, was that like the best? Yes. Amazing. So basically, okay. So we have a mutual friend, Richard. And so like I had always for years been like, Richard, I can't believe you're friends with Eddie. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like whatever. Cause yeah. I was always such a fan. I thought it was yeah. so funny and relevant and whatever. Yes. But, um, so then one day, whatever. Anyway, I end up connecting with Eddie. We did the podcast. He's so nice. Like, and you know, it's like one of those things where you're almost nervous. Like no. mm-hmm. I've I would be nervous. To this guy podcast for so long. Not only <laughs> am I nervous. OG podcast. He is an OG. He's he an paved the way for people like me and you to figure out what are we doing? 100%. Yeah. So it's like, I was nervous to interview him. And then yeah. I was also very nervous that like, what if it's like, Womp womp. Like, what if it's like, oh, Eddie Koffeltz? And then I like interview him and I'm like, it was awkward or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, we had such a lovely chat. I could have gone on forever. Because he is lovely. He is lovely. You're not going to have a bad chat with him. uh, Right. It's not possible. He's so just like filled with Mm -hmm. things to say Mm -hmm. that are so great. And so wait, I saw our mutual friend last week, Richard. Richard. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. We love you, Richard. He, someone mentioned his name. I don't remember something. And someone goes, wait, who's Eddie? And Richard goes, oh, it's a mutual friend of Caitlin and I. And I was like, I flipped my hair. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. You're like, I am <laughs> friends with Eddie Koffel and wa- yeah. Waffles the cat. Oh my gosh. So I'm so glad that you have appreciation for that. Yeah. I, I listened to that whole, that was the first one of your shows that I listened to. Oh my gosh. And I was that like, was a really good one for me. That was I so loved good. It. And yeah, I was like, oh no, I, I'll, I'm going to say yes to this. I want to be on this show. Like, this is so Yay. fun. Yay, I love and, that. But Eddie, like, you guys have a nice little chem. Like, it was a great show to listen to. Love that. Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah that was, was good. It was so intimidating because, like, he's been interviewed by everybody. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah. I hope he doesn't yeah. like welcome Relevant to interview podcast, like that was IJM, like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, he's cool. And that was a great show. I sent it to like 10 people. I was like, yeah, everybody has to listen to this. I love you. Thank yeah. you so much. That is You're so welcome. nice. It was that fun. So nice. All right. So your podcast, <laughs> okay. awesome. My podcast, so fun. Now yeah. I'm assuming that is what led you into writing a book or... So it kind of all happened at the same time. Um, I blogged for like a lot of my life. I, I love writing and I write because 
I do not want to sleepwalk through my life mm. and I want to remember things and I want to remember scenes and situations and circumstances. And I don't want to get old or I don't want to forget a time where like someone showed up for me or God showed up for me or mm. this thing was answered or this you know, the world worked in a way that just like was magnificent to even like understand or experience at that time. Mm -hmm. So I've always written since I was a little girl, my dad used to give me yellow legal pads in the back mm -hmm. of the car whenever we would go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And he's a contractor and he would have those contractor pencils, like yep. the square ones. Yeah. And he would throw them in the back of the car and be like, go ahead and write. And I was like, for writing down, you know, like my little sight words and whatever. And it just mm -hmm. turned into this thing where it just became such a cathartic part of my life to write. Mm -hmm. And then also like a necessary part. Mm -hmm. And so as I was navigating, you know, being an adult and whatever people, I would write these blogs and just kind of like send them out into the world. And a few of them like went pretty viral, got a thousands, 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 thousands hits. And people would be like, you have to write a book. You have to write mm -hmm. a book. I'm like, what am I going to write a book about? Like just right. my life? Like who mm -hmm. cares? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I joined an awesome community called Hope Writers that like launches people into publishing. I got a call from them in the middle of the pandemic, actually. And they were like, oh, listen, awesome. we'd love to have you. Like, this is our goal. This is our plan. We want to launch people into publishing. And I had some mutual friends who were a part of them already that kind of gave my name. And so I listened and I was like, all right. I'll consider it, you know, I'll mm -hmm. consider this, but this takes a lot of time and mm -hmm. I need a ministry and have a full-time job and family responsibility. You know, how am I going to mm -hmm. do it? And then I just like woke up one day, honestly, Caitlin, and was like, I just need to do this. Like, mm -hmm. this is just something that I need to do. And it'll, if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as far as it depends on me, I'm going to work hard to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And if it does great. And if it doesn't, it's not eternal and I'm still okay. Like, mm -hmm. it, yeah. You know, so like, why not try something? So I started mapping out a book a few years ago and um, was in a cohort of the Hope Writers. And they were like, "That this is going to be a great book, but like, why are you the authority? And so in nonfiction world, they say it has to be really niche. Like, especially mm. your first nonfiction book needs to be super niche, like a really niche audience. And you have to be the authority on that thing. Mm. And so these women in this cohort were challenging me. They're like, this is a good idea, but like, what makes you the authority on that thing? Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. So then yeah. they're like, you, you have to go more niche. Like it's mm. not, you're not there yet. You're close. Yeah. You're not there. So I had to do like a little onion uncovering, you know, to oh. peel the layer, peel the layer, peel the layer. Got to this niche, got to ha Happily Ever After All, which is my book that releases on Friday, May 5th. And um, it has been the biggest surprise of my entire life. And I, I told our friend Amanda actually the other day, I said, I feel like I'm having an out-of-body experience mm. every single day. Like oh. every single day in this publishing season, something happens where I'm like, is this my, like, I have a box of books right next to me. I mm -hmm. look at them and I think, oh, that's my book. Yeah. That's that. nuts. Like, totally. so weird. Yeah. But amazing. So yeah, it's oh. just a long, long journey, but podcasting in the writing thing kind of like bloomed at the same time. Oh, that's awesome. That's so yeah. awesome. So happily ever after all. Yeah. What yeah. is it about? Tell us. Happily Ever After All is a nonfiction book um, for Christian single women, really. Um, but 
the feedback is that it's not, which is Mm -hmm. so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what's cool is that my publisher was like, what's, what's so beautiful about this book is that we look for something super niche that you could take that story out and the reader could put theirs in and it still fits. Ooh. And so that's like, that's what's kind of selling some books right now. Yeah. So I wrote this book in letter style to women who, that. yeah. So every, there's 12 chapters. Every chapter is a letter. Mm-hmm. So uh, a single or unmarried Christian woman in very specific facets of life mm-hmm. where there could be some shame. I, um, felt like the church, big C church had this idol worship about around marriage. And Mm -hmm. from the time we're little, people are asking or saying when you get married or Mm -hmm. when you become a mom. And so what happens to the Christian girl when she's 30, not married yet and not a mom? Mm -hmm. And what does that do to her identity? And if we've, we've told children all along, when you do this and they're goal setters, and then they can't achieve that thing because marriage isn't an achievement. It's a gift, right? Mm -hmm. So, but we, we framed it in the world right now as achievement. You, mm-hmm. you're an adult when you yeah, get married, totally. when you have a kid and that's not true. Yeah. And so I realized like through my twenties, early thirties, still not married, dating, relationships, boyfriends, whatever, that marriage became this idol in yeah. the church. And I'm, I'm just not willing to participate in that. Yeah. And so it's kind of, the book is really a battle cry to not worship marriage to mm. receive it as a gift. It's a, it's a holy gift. It's a good gift, but it's a terrible God. And mm. so what can I do in each of these seasons? So there's, there's chapters on navigating when your friends start having babies, navigating mm. your family relationships as your family, your siblings might get married and have their own families or, you know, do things that you're not doing so that we don't feel behind in life, yes. but that we're really living in our purpose. And I believe in God. I believe that God is a good God who's full of purpose for each person. If you have breath in your lungs, Mm. you have purpose in your day. And we've forgotten that. And we have said, you only have purpose if, and then we, as the world, give all these qualifiers, right? You have purpose if you're successful. You have purpose if you're married. You have purpose if you have children. You have purpose if you own X amount of real estate or whatever, cars, Mm -hmm. whatever the the achievement is. And there's no achievement in God's kingdom. And I just, I didn't want to participate in it anymore. So I niched it down and wrote this book full of letters and women everywhere, like married women, older women, younger women, are all saying like, this book is for me. I needed this thing. Mm. So we kind of walk through some shame shaking, Mm -hmm. um, which I believe is a part of a a cultural thing that happens, you know, when you're not in a relationship or Mm -hmm. you're not married, you don't have children, you don't own your home, whatever, whatever the thing is. Totally. We like to project shame onto other people who aren't doing what we think they should be doing. Yeah. Um, but there's there's none of that, I believe, mm-hmm. in heaven, in the kingdom. So I just didn't, I didn't want to do it anymore. So I oh, wrote about it. I love that. I Thank love you. that. My favorite thing you said, I think, is marriage is an amazing gift, but it's a terrible God. It's a terrible God. I love that. Yeah, we've made it a God though. And, yes. and and especially if you identify in our any kind of part of a, the Christian culture at all, yes. we've, we've made that a God and... 
I just don't want women anywhere, no matter if they're a Christian, a Buddhist, Islam, I don't care what you are. Mm -hmm. I don't want women anywhere to think that they don't have purpose in their day. Yeah. And, and you do, if there is a, if you have a breath, you have purpose. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so tired of telling women that they only matter if there's no Mm -hmm. if you just, you matter. Yeah. And, And that's what I want to come through in these words. And I hope they do. Oh, that's amazing. So I'm sure that, okay, so there's people listening to this. Some people might be single. Some people might Mm -hmm. not be Mm -hmm. like, but let's say, I feel like we all know someone, Mm -hmm. either family or friend that is single, but doesn't want to be, right? Like they're like, this isn't, I want to be married. Like I really do. Like I really do want that. Mm -hmm. What do you say like to that person? That's like, that's all, you know, it's well and good. I have a purpose, but like, I want to be married and I'm not like, what do you say to them? That's such a good question. And thank you for asking that. Oh, good. That's a good question. I'm in that category. I I want to be married. I'm not married yet. I do want to be married, but I think what we have to say is less important than how we treat and what we do with that person. So like for me, some of the richest moments in my adult life have been when my married friends with their children have included me in their mm-hmm. family culture. So we'll, let's talk about Amanda because we both know her and love right. her. Amanda is always like, hey, we're just hanging out today. Do you want to come over? Hey, we're just going to sit by the pool. Do you want to come sit by the pool with us? Come over for dinner. We're not doing blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I have to pick up Raleigh from school. Do you want to come? And we'll, you know, like there's just this natural rhythm of this is what we're doing because we live in community. And it doesn't matter that I don't have a husband and children yet of my own to participate yeah. in that. And so I I do want to be married. And my friends are like, you know, the there's like a what not to say that's maybe easier, right? Yeah. Like what not to say is like put yourself out there because first of all, like out where? Yeah. I stand in my street. Right. Sky right banner. Do I say like Megan's available Thursday at seven? Like right. That go, right. So put yourself out there is one of the most annoying things. I, I interviewed over a hundred single women to kind of get the the ethos of this book and asked questions like this. Yeah. And that the put yourself out there came up like 70% of those answers probably. Oh. Which was so funny. Because Everyone's it's implying like, also that like if you're single, that must mean that you never leave your house. Correct. You know, it's like implying yeah. you have no social life whatsoever. Right. It's right. like, no, you got to put yourself out there. Like, yeah. what do you think I do all day? Right. Also, there's this um, thing that happens with in the Christian culture, I'm just, I'll talk about the Christian culture for a minute, that the Christian culture happens where like girls get married really young, like yeah. really young sometimes. Like totally. I had friends who got married at 20, 21 and 22. They have absolutely no idea what it's like to date when you're 34. Like, oh no. yeah. And yeah. so I'm not really interested in your dating advice as a 34 year old, because you don't have that for me. Totally. Now, if I'm purchasing a home and you've purchased two, I'm probably going to talk to you about that. Yep. When I have a baby and you've already had three and they're in college, yeah. I'm probably going to talk to you about You're that. right. You're totally right. If you are a woman who owns a business and you're my friend and you're doing that, I'm going to talk to you about your business. But you, you don't have advice for me as a 34 year old who's dating because, mm-hmm. because you haven't been there. 
right? Yeah. So like you can't take someone where you've never been. Yeah. And so I can tell you what it's like and you can sympathize with me, mm-hmm. but you can't empathize. Like there's yeah. no way that you can say, I've, I understand that. You don't. You dated when we were 20 in college where there's 3,000 people around all our age doing nothing but figuring out dating. Correct. Like, that's what we did. Yep. And so now like I have a job, a 401k, healthcare, a home, right? Like it's a very different lifestyle. I'm not in yep. a place where there's thousands of 34 year old men who are like, Hey, let's go, you know, out to dinner every single night where Correct. we were surrounded by these people when we were 20. Mm-hmm. So there's more of a what not to do than a what to do. Except yeah. the to do, I would say, instead of saying something, just continue to include because those are some of the, just the richest times of my life as a single person being included in the ethos of someone else's family is just beautiful. And, Mm -hmm. and it just says like, you still matter to us and we have that, you have value here. And just because we're not in that same season, like we're not neck and neck, like we used to be, doesn't mean that we don't share some cool commonalities that we can talk about. Totally. Totally. Is it obnoxious? Like when married people are like, I have another single, I want to set you up. I want to set you up with this part. Or or does that, is that just very person per person? I think it's person per person. I love it because how else are we supposed to like meet people? Right. Yeah. Like if you were like- You have to right put yourself now, out there, Megan. Gotta put myself out there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If you right now were like, Megan, I have this guy, he's in my church. He's, I'm six feet tall. So he has to be tall. He's oh, yeah. Too, and I think you'd be great for him. Can I give him your number? I would tell you yes, right? Yes. Like you're like a part of that where you trust someone enough to, I like when people do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't have any- single friends who don't like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think everybody's kind of open to it. Mm -hmm. I think where it gets tricky is if it's like someone's grandma, you know, like that's like, oh, there's a really nice man. And and he, his grandson comes with them to the shuffleboard. Yes, I'm yep. going to talk to him yeah, yeah, for you. Like, no, thank you. Like, I yeah, want a good okay. ambassador. I want yes. like, a good advocate who's going to be like, here's her hottest picture. On yeah, her absolutely. She had a blowout that day and her makeup <laughs> was done. This is not every day. She's usually a drowned rat from the pool, but just oh looking my God. like, here's a good picture. And she's super funny. You should call her. Yes. She's like a good advocate. I don't think that's annoying at all. I think that's a beautiful way to actually love your single, if they want to date. Because we're yes. also assuming, right, that every single friend wants to date. True. And, and that's not true. Like for some people, they don't, I know, I have two friends right now that are single and they're like, we have zero interest. Like they're just like not participating in dating. They want to be married someday, but in this season of life that they're in right now, there's just yeah. no margin for it. And they're really incredibly like talented people in their careers and they're like mm-hmm. blowing the top off of all these glass ceilings like everywhere. Yeah. They're women in some tech um spheres. Wow. And so they're like, I just don't, I just don't have the the bandwidth for it now, but I will, I'll get there eventually. Yeah. So I think that there's people who don't want to date. And I don't I think the danger is assuming that everybody wants to. Totally. I think asking the question is really helpful. Like if there's a guy at my blah, 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 would you be interested? Like, yeah, sure. Or like, no, not right now. I think just listening to our friends is helpful, but that's in anything, you know, like I Mm -hmm. need to listen to my married friends too. Cause sometimes they just want to complain or they just need to like, remember that they're not just like a milk and laundry machine. And that's Uh, helpful. Hello. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I heard you say in another interview mm-hmm. that you are 
And I loved how you said it. You're patient, but you're not waiting. Yeah, I'm not waiting. What do you mean by that? I <laughs> loved that. I was like, that is so good. So um, there's this thing that happens where we say like, you're waiting for the one. Yes. As though my life hasn't began in, yes. or begun, whatever the right word is. I'm sure. not an editor, just whatever. Like, until yeah. that time period, that, that start. Yeah. So my life is full and big and fun and bright and bold and beautiful. And I actually don't wait. I don't even wait in a line. Like I'm not really <laughs> waiting for anything. <laughs> so if there is a man who wants to date me and we date, he'll compliment my life. We're going to accomplish some good things together. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not waiting for him. I'm still yeah. going to accomplish what I need to accomplish. I'm still going to live on purpose, how I feel I'm called to live on purpose. I'm still going to, I'm not, I'm not sitting at home, right? Yep. Like I'm not yep. like sitting on my couch on a Friday night. Like I hope Prince waiting. Charming shows up at my door. Yes. I'm just going to wait here until he comes and learn how to bake bread and vacuum. <laughs> like I'm not that girl. Now yeah. there might be girls who are called to that and that's mm-hmm. fine. If they want to stay home, and learn how to bake bread and vacuum. That's between them and Jesus. That has nothing to do with me. What I know about me and what I feel like God has called me to in my life is my life does not start when someone else enters. My life started the day that God put breath in my lungs. And Mm so I'm going to continue to live my life regardless of who is walking next to me Mm -hmm. in in any respective season. So I can be patient. And I feel like uh, I learned a lot about the word patience, meaning long suffering. And sometimes being in your mid thirties and not married yet in the Christian culture does feel a little bit like long suffering. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be patient, but I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to pause my life. Correct. And it's not going to start when someone else enters it. It, it started a long time. It started you mm-hmm. know, 30, whatever years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm just not really interested in waiting. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So Melissa Zaldivar, you had her on oh, your yeah, podcast. Oh yeah, I love Melissa. So I follow her on Instagram mm-hmm. and I saw that she had this post like a few months ago or something. And she said, cause she's single in her thirties. Mm-hmm. And she said for years, a lot of us single folks have been eyeing something at the store that we just don't have the heart to buy because we've believed the lie that our situation is temporary. So why bother? Right. What do you think about that? Do you feel like a lot of single people, it speaks to what you were just talking about. Like, do you think a lot of single people are just like, well, this is temporary. Like my, Mm -hmm. this isn't really my life. Like this isn't what my real life is. My real life is going to start later. So like, I'm not gonna like decorate where I live like nice because like this isn't where I'm going to be or, or whatever. Yeah. I do think we get caught up in believing that lie. Mm -hmm. I do think that it is a lie. And I, um, here's a great example. I threw a bridal shower for a friend at my home. It was a brunch bridal shower. You know, I love hosting. I've said that. I did not have matching measuring cups. Why didn't I have matching measuring cups? When did you get yours? Oh, right. Because I registered for them when we got married. Totally. So I'm 27. I don't have matching measuring cups because I don't care enough to spend money on the matching measuring cups. Sure. But I probably needed them. At mm-hmm. that point, we were making waffles for this brunch bridal shower. And my friend yeah. was like, how do you know? Because you only have a cup and a quarter cup. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I just yeah. measure. Like, I just, just like figure it out. Yeah. And honestly, they're probably from college. 
Yeah. And she was like, she was like, I just don't understand. You don't have this. You don't have, she named like six things that I didn't have in my kitchen. And so I said, friend, when did you get those? And she said, at my bridal shower. And I said, when am I supposed to get those? Yeah. And she was like, oh, oh, you're right. And I work in nonprofit faith-based work. So like, I'm not spending $300 no. on a mixer, like where, whatever it is. That like, you use twice I'm just a year not. anyway. Yeah. Right. Like totally. I'm just not. So if you want to throw me a single shower, you're welcome to do that. Absolutely. Otherwise, you can just use the measuring cups that are in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, so a Oops. few months later was my birthday and I got these beautiful anthropology oh. measuring cups, matching set, and it was amazing. And she was like, I hope this isn't offensive, but you deserve something nice. Oh, yeah. And I, and I was very, she saw me, right? Yes. She heard what I said and she saw me and it was so kind. And years later, I still have these matching measuring cups. So yeah. I do think that people view it sometimes as temporary. Yeah. And, and I was guilty of the same, right? Now, would I like for my situation to be temporary? Of course. Yeah. I would yeah. love to be married. And I hope that God does that for me one day. But I'm going to live now as though this is the fullest life I have. So what do I want it to look like? So I did decorate my home how I wanted to decorate it. I did upgrade my kitchen stuff. And you know what? I just put it on Christmas lists and birthday lists. Yeah. Like, there was no one registry for me, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I got mm-hmm. a blender at Christmas. I got a, a air fryer at Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. like you just kind of gather slowly rather than at one time like everybody else. But in the long run, that's great because my things break slower, Right, everybody else exactly. Is at the same time. They exactly. get all their second stuff at the same time. Totally. And I was like, "Oh no, I just got my blender." So thanks. That's perfect. Um, I love that. Yeah. So I think we do view it as temporary. I do think it's a lie, but I also think we don't have to, and we shouldn't. I try mm-hmm. not to should or shouldn't people, but mm-hmm. I don't think we should. And I think that if we're honest and tell our friends how we're feeling, where we're at, they're going to show up with some matching measuring cups for you. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful part of friendship to be those kinds of people for each other. I love that. I love that so much. What do you think about the thing that people say sometimes like, well, like if you really are wanting to get married, you have to stop wanting it and working for it. And that's when God's going to bring him. I'm sure you've heard that. It's so psychotic. It, it, it Yes, it is. So this is what I want to say. I'm going to stop paying my Verizon bill. Right. And I'm just going to keep my Verizon on. I'm just going to manifest just that it's going to work I, out. I'm yeah. going to stop putting gas in my car. Yeah. And it's going to magically get me from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Like take if you take the relationship thing out and put any other thing in life in that, it, it makes sounds, no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah. Why do we do it with relationships? I will <sighs> never understand this. You want that job so bad, Caitlin. You don't apply for it. Okay, honey. Mm-hmm. You just don't want it. You just don't you worry about it. You just forget that you want it and then you're going to get it. What makes the hell? No sense. It's it stupid. Literally- <laughs> I love it. Yeah, like you're just like, we would yeah. never, ever do this in yeah. any other area. Yeah, we don't. And so I used to be timid 
about yeah. my relationship status and really, really very private. Actually, mm-hmm. now I'm just not as private. I just don't care as much. Um, so I would be like, okay. And now I'm like, well, why, what makes you say that? Because Good. if Good. we're going to change culture, right? Like if I'm, if part of my calling is actually stomping on this idol, which I truly believe that it is. Mm-hmm. How I respond to those things matters. Yeah. And so I want to be kind and I want to be loving and I want to speak, but I want to speak the truth in love. Mm -hmm. And so I can't just take those things anymore. Like Mm -hmm. I have to respond and say, well, what what makes you say that? Or Mm -hmm. what historical data do you have that that works? (laughs) Yeah. Show me the data. Correct. And we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, so I just don't, I used to play those reindeer games and now I don't. Now I just Mm -hmm. say like, tell me, tell me why you think that. And then I try to lovingly help people understand maybe that's not it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. How do you like get through the whole, like everyone around me is getting married and having babies. And like, this is something that I do want for my life. How do you not let that catapult you into like a deep, dark, ugly place? Yeah. So it did. Right. Like okay, that's yeah. kind of the the precipice of this whole thing is that I was in a deep, dark, ugly place. And um it was shame. Mm-hmm. Right. So it took like a lot of counseling, to be honest, like a lot of therapy, a lot of uncovering to be like, why do I feel shame mm-hmm. about this thing? And it's not something to feel shame about. Mm -hmm. And so I had to get to this point of like, and this is like, my therapist said this all the time, like, who told you that? Mm. And so we had to decide like, who, who told you that? So Mm -hmm. when, when someone like me was in a position where like your friends are getting married, your friends are having babies and you have another Friday night on your couch alone, Mm -hmm. or you have another Saturday with no plans on the calendar or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, no dates for three months Mm -hmm. or whatever. I had to change my thinking drastically to say like how I respond to this matters. Mm -hmm. And so I can respond in bitter resentment Mm -hmm. or I can respond and say, actually, I'm going to plan some stuff because my life is really full and really fun. And you can participate if you want. Mm -hmm. Like friends, you can... Mm-hmm. You can come participate in this. It doesn't, there are some things that still feel like 37 tiny beast things at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Like walking into a baby shower, I'm always like, Ooh, like, yeah, of like, course. like, oh, my friends have kids that are in high school mm-hmm. and I've not had one yet. And I don't know if I'm going to get to, you yeah. know, like I, I wouldn't be in a position to try if I'm going to have kids. Um, and, you know, my friend, a, a lot of my friends, this is like, a sad statistic, but because they got married so young are actually divorced mm. and now remarried. And so I'm like, wow, they're Ugh. in their second marriage. Yep. And I haven't had my first, but I had a mentor who said to me one time, Megan, every time that you try and ask the word why, you look at a situation, you say, why is this happening? Right. Mm-hmm. As though it's an injustice. She said, you have to reframe your thinking and say, can God be trusted? Mm. And it, the answer is yes, a resounding yes, every single time. 
And so every time I feel those like tiny bee things, which I still feel would be a lie to say, like, I don't walk into a place like weddings are hard. Showers are hard. Those are the hardest. Like I can walk into a party and be perfectly fine. I can go to holidays and be perfectly Mm -hmm. fine. Um, Weddings are really tricky. Mm -hmm. Baby showers are tricky. Like those kind of life events where you're like, oh, I wonder if I won't ever experience this. Sure. And then you have to reconcile that in your own heart, right? Um, I flip the script in my head and say like, okay, I'm here in this capacity right now and God can be trusted. Mm. And so I'm just going to walk into the room as though he sent me there. And... And kind of like own whatever's happening in this season. And I've had some really hard conversations with friends, specifically over the last six months after some book stuff has come out um, about these kinds of things, because there are a lot of married women who actually feel really similarly to the 30-something unmarried woman in a different facet of life. Sure. Um, something at school with the kids. Why are these moms friends and I'm not their friend? Why Mm -hmm. is this thing happening and I'm not a part of it? Um, So I think the feeling and the sentiment is actually shared, but we have to be brave enough to say it out loud. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think are some like common struggle points in the single life? Like some stumbling blocks like that exist like obviously like we've just said it's it would be easy for you to fall into like the comparison trap thing like yep what else comparison traps hard um i think the lie that we're doing life alone Mm. right so like you come home you talk to your husband you're your kids there's this mini built-in community within the ethos of your family right so if you're gone all day and come home there's someone to debrief your day with yes if we're single and we come home there's if we don't have a roommate there's no one to really debrief our day with yeah um so i think there's like a a comparison of community like a community comparison you know like um but that's when you build it yeah. You know, like you just there. I talked with my friend Christine about, you know, if something's missing, that might be our mission. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how can we fill in those things? Um, I think another trap is like a financial trap, to be honest. Yeah. Like, mm. I am I am solely responsible for everything, right? Mm. So while I might not be providing for children to eat every day or a second car or whatever it is, if right. I was married, at the end of the day, like my Verizon bill is mine. Like my, the only income I have is my income. I can't say like, oh, you're not getting paid this week, but you're getting paid. I, I'm getting yep. paid this week. I'm not getting paid this week, but you are. Yeah. Um. So there's there's a lot to be said there in like what feels like the weight of the world on your shoulders and that. Sure. And I think it's the same for married people. I think it's the same for people with children. Single parents are heroes in my eyes. That's oh gosh, category that like I can't even touch. Totally. They, I think their mansions are the biggest in heaven. They yes, have the most gold. Like I just, I can't even. All the things. Um, that weight is something I will just always, always, always be in awe of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we all feel the weight of the world in some way, right? Mm-hmm. And so we can empathize whether we're single, married, have kids, don't have kids. But again, like we have to be brave enough to bring it up like and mm-hmm. say, hey, I need help. Can you guys are such good budgeters. Can you help me make my budget? Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to navigate this, but I just need, I needed someone else when I was making my budget like 10 years ago, I needed someone else to 
to just like talk to about. Yeah, totally. Like, yes. so I just had to like bring a friend in and mm-hmm. I was like, help me dig out from this thing where I'm like alone in this. And, yeah. and it's just a friend I trusted. I don't care if she knows how much I make, you know, like yeah. whatever. We're, we live the beach, like no mm-hmm. one here. Like, <laughs> we're yeah. just like sandy people like, exactly. trying to buy an iced coffee once a week, uh, you know, like this. Yes. So I think again, like to, to just like kind of dismantle the things that are telling us to compare ourselves to someone else. If we say it out loud, I'm going to find that you and I have a lot more in common than we don't. You're married with three children, Mm -hmm. right? You have three kids? Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're married with three children. I'm not married with no children, Mm -hmm. but we already have enough in common to talk for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I think that we just have to be really careful to say I'm not going to let this comparison trap um, run my relationships in mm-hmm. my life, and yeah. I'm just I'm going to invite other people in regardless of how I'm feeling about X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you build that community if you're if you like are not intentional about it, like you said? Because yeah, you're right. For me, it's easy. I have like a built-in community in that sense to where it's like, if I made zero effort with any of my friends, if I just decided to be like the world's suckiest friend ever and never talk to any of them, Mm -hmm. I could still talk to my husband. You know what I mean? It's like, he's here. So I, it's easier for me in that sense. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. how do you be intentional about building a community? That's a good question. And I think it's different for everybody, right? Like, I don't think there's a formula. Like, I think if people are listening and they're like, let me take some notes, like maybe Mm -hmm. just listen. Um, I think that that, um, if you're a Christian, so let's start there. If you're a Christian, I think your church is the best place to start, right? Mm -hmm. Like a small group or a Bible study or a a service group or something is the right place Mm -hmm. to start. Not every group that you put yourself in is going to be the most perfect one for you. The group. The yeah. group. It's not yeah. it. I was in like a million small groups before mm-hmm. I'm in this small group that I've been in now for the last like six years. And mm-hmm. this small group that I'm in for the last six years is full of women. The oldest is 41 and the youngest is 27. Mm-hmm. Some are married, some are not married, some are dating, some are engaged, some have kids, some don't. It's just women in all Love these. That. Yeah. Right? It's beautiful. Um, and we all feel similar things, but it took a long time to build that that community. And so I think persistence is really important in terms of intentional community building, showing up. Like we cannot expect people to show up for us if we do not show up for them. Mm -hmm. And so if someone invites you somewhere, you got to go. Yeah. I don't care if it's raining. It's a Friday night. You don't feel like it. You're already in your leggings. Like who cares show mm-hmm. up for people if yeah. they have a party if they have a birthday if they have a like we have to show up for people and then i think as one of the most beautiful things as single people especially if we live alone um but probably even true if we have roommates our house ethos is ours, right? So like we can, mm-hmm. we are the sole tone setter in our home. If you're mm-hmm. in a home with five people, any number of your children can set the tone in your home. Yeah. You or your husband can set the tone in your home and it changes everything, right? Mm-hmm. I get to decide the tone of my home. So I can invite people over anytime I want. Yeah. There's no, ba- nobody has a bedtime. Yeah. Nobody has a work meeting. Nobody has a Zoom. I can decide when that is. Yeah. And so I think 
There is a a command to practice hospitality regardless of any other status in our life. Mm. And I think it's so cool as single people to be like, yeah, just come over. Yeah, just me. Yeah, sure, come over. Yeah. And there's some really intentional community building in the, yeah, just come over. Like, I'm going to have dishes in my sink. There's going to be like a speck of dirt on my floor. Yeah. But if you don't care, nobody cares as much as we care. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's like so dumb. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I think just like intentionality of we have a really cool opportunity to open our homes and we should. Mm, I love that. Wow. You are just a wealth of information. Like this is like, and you, you just, I love how you talk. Like you, you say so many good things. Like we could just go on and on and on. I know we could do this for a long time. So I'm going to tell people that they need to buy your book and they need to listen to your podcast. Thank you. And where else can we find you? Like what, what is your blog? Yeah. So my website's the easiest place. It's just meganefaulkner.com, F-A-U-L-K-N-E-R. Like William, the writer, I'm sure I'm related to him somewhere, but I of don't course. know. Of course. Obviously. Love that. My great uncle. And uh, maybe like great, 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 great. Uh, but yeah, meganefaulkner.com is like the centralized place. You can sign up for a little newsletter there. Wife Me Up, my podcast is on any podcast streaming platform and you can buy Happily Ever After All at any book retailer, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, I think Walmart. Walmart picked it up today, which is hilarious. Um, Kobo. Like, I mean, what a dream, right? That's so crazy. Are you going to do that thing where you like go into local targets and Walmarts and like find your book and sign it and put it? You have to. You have. Yeah, I want it's so fun. That'd be so fun. I know my friends, I already signed like a few books and it just feels very bizarre. That's so cool. But they're like, get used to it. Like this is what you're going to do. That is so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. My last question for you is yeah. what is your favorite snack right now? Okay. I didn't prep you for this. It doesn't, I, I need okay. no prepping. Okay, good. Um, my favorite snack is honestly, I will eat an entire bag of skinny pop and I'm not talking I the love. snack size bags. No, yeah, yeah. The Costco one that's like the, the size Costco of your one. leg. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's like huge. No, I'll eat it for a meal. Yes. I'll eat it for a snack. I will eat pop. I love I popcorn. Love, yes. And I go through seasons. Sometimes I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Right now, I cannot get enough skinny pop. And do you buy the bags that you can pop at your house of no. skinny pop? No, they're not the same. Oh, really? I really like it. You don't like them? Oh, you don't like it as much? I just want someone to do the work for me, if I'm being honest. I guess you're right. But I like that it's warm. Okay, yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Which I guess I could... No, you can't really heat up pop pop. No, you're not going to What would it do? Yeah, no, no, you're not going to do that. I can respect the warmth. Okay, No, I just want the $6.47 bag the size of my leg from the Costco. It's amazing. And I want to eat it for two weeks. And that's what I want to eat. It really is so amazing. I love it. What's your favorite snack right now? (gasps) Oh, oh my goodness. I don't know if anyone's ever turned it on me. It's my favorite (laughs) snack right now. Now I'm so stressed out because now (laughs) I don't. I'm not prepared. <laughs> Meanwhile, I shoved it on you without asking, without prepping you, and now I'm stressed. Well, what are you eating? Okay, so right now I am, this is so like womp womp, but because it's like I'm breastfeeding, I'm yeah. starving constantly. All the time. And so I actually have been eating a lot of those Chobani complete protein shakes, but it yes. comes, it just comes in a it's bottle. It's already in the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the strawberry cream flavor is really yummy. Cause like I find myself 
rushing out the door for drop-off and I'm yeah. like shaking. Like, and yeah. I'm like, oh gosh, it's because I like fed the baby and I haven't eaten anything or had any yeah. water. You know what yeah. I mean? You have and no so nutrients. Then, exactly. So I grab those. They're very delicious. It's okay, not wait, a meal, it's a snack. Do they taste like a milkshake-ish? Like if you wanted a milkshake and you had that, would you be like fine? Mm, I would love to lie to you and say, yeah. okay, it it has a yogurty vibe to it. Okay, but it's so creamy. You, it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely okay. creamy. It's a okay. drink for sure, but it's okay. like yogurty vibe. So it's like that tart. Do you okay. know what I mean? I do. It's not if I'm debt, but I also drink a lot of like shakes that I make. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I blend up a ton. Of, that's another way for me. I feel like to get a lot of nutrients in when it's hard. Cause you know, like who has, people don't have Nobody time, has time to make a whole thing. So I throw like spinach and peanut mm-hmm. butter and chia and all mm-hmm. this crap in a thing. And I that's what I up. ate literally for probably five meals last week because I had no Absolutely. time, but I needed something. And you if have you throw peanut have, butter or a protein powder it in there, it stays with you. Exactly. Yeah, then it'll fill fine. you up. And my trick is that I always put a protein shake in a wine glass. Okay, I love this. Always, 100% of the time, unless I'm on the go. I'm going to do it. It's the best. You feel, and if you put a straw, like you're just like- I'm like, I'm on vacation. Yes, I'm like, this is like, I might as well put like one of those stupid little umbrellas in it. Wait, we're getting umbrellas. Maybe I should order, right? (laughs) That is my favorite trick. So good. I love it. Okay, I'm going to get the Chobani. I need something It's good. It's good just to, I mean, are they overpriced? They are. Are they a good convenience food? They are. Are eggs overpriced right now? They well, are. It, everything. It's Can like, you buy a Cheerio? No. It's, like, like, yeah. it's so true. All my friends around here, I don't know if there's, is there farmy by in Monmouth County? Not farms down by you? Not so it, much. It's farmy up here in West okay. Jersey. And all my friends that have chickens are like, ha ha, suckers. Like we have eggs. And I'm like, Whatever. Like, share with me. Exactly. I'm like, you also had to pay to build that whole freaking coop and all that stuff. A hundred percent. A lot of money. Not cheap. So it's you know what? Cheap. Let's not pretend. Exactly. Exactly. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Megan, this was so fun. I'm I'm gonna have you back. Let's do this again. Thank you. Yeah, we'll please. talk about it. Let's something else. Again. We'll figure do it out. You wanna come on wife me up? Yes, I would love to. <gasps> Let's do oh, it. I'll send you a thing. We'll do wife me up. I would absolutely love that. This is so fun. You're awesome. Congratulations on your book. Thank we you. We'll link it all. We'll post about it, all the things. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You rock. All right, see you soon. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CaitlinElliott.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you want to toss us a five-star rating, I would love you forever. Check us out next week for another new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at so.what.else. Editing and all that stuff by Matt Carpenter with Parable Productions.